Welcome to Fronteras, a program that explores issues at the border and beyond through the lens of arts, culture, and history. I'm Norma Martinez with Texas Public Radio in San Antonio. Writers will converge in San Antonio this month to participate in a rigorous and rewarding writing workshop. The Macondo Writers Workshop is July 25th through the 29th at Trinity University in San Antonio, the city where it was birthed at the kitchen table of famed writer Sandra Cisneros. Writers, or Macondistas as they're known, from across the country will participate in workshops in various genres led by esteemed faculty. Macondo also considers consists of seminars and public readings. Today, we're talking to three members of the Macondo Board, folklorist and poet Dr. Norma Elia Cantu, Murkison Distinguished Professor of the Humanities at Trinity University, writer Pat Alderete, Applications Administrator for Macondo, and with writer Charles Rice Gonzalez, co-founder of BAD, the Bronx Academy of Arts and Dance. Cantu talks about the origins of Macondo, the founding was here in San Antonio in the 90s. Sandra Cisneros, the apocryphal story is that she was riding her bicycle after conducting a workshop and realized that we needed one that she would design. And so she designed the Macondo Rides. And Macondo is named after the space in Garcia Marquez's novel, 100 Years of Solitude. So it's a very magical space where things happen. And I think that's why she chose that name. And I understand it all started in her dining room, just her sort of an informal table. gathering. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Around her kitchen table the first year after she had led that workshop, I think it was at Our Lady of the Lake, she invited writers that she knew to be there for a week writing, and that's where it started. And so, Pat, can you tell us, since you've come on board, how you've seen Macondo sort of evolve throughout the years? Well, it started from this grassroots thing around Sandra's table to becoming institutionalized and something that has grown. We have over 200 members now. So it's not the same casual thing around the, the table that you have to be admitted, you have to apply. So it's changed in that way, but it's grown. We have international students. It's really, really wonderful. Was there an idea maybe when Sandra Cisneros first started Macondo that it would grow into what it's become? I think so. I've never asked her that, but I suspect because she did attend other workshops and gave workshops at other venues that she imagined that, that it would be something national with a national stature uh, where people want to come. And so I think there was a seed there. <laughs> Of course, I'll have to ask her if that was her intention. I know the intention was to just bring people together who shared that social justice agenda for writers, writers con conciencia. Charles, how did you hear about Macondo and why did you feel you wanted to become a part of it? <laughs> I was on that cusp, right, of a moment where um, there was a moment when Macondo was invitation only. So you had to get to know somebody from Macondo and, you know, kind of get invited. And so I went to San Antonio a lot and I had heard about the conference. And so I was meeting with folks and other writers. But just as I was getting ready to 
apply, it was the first time that Macondo opened up an application process. They were going to accept a group of people that would submit their own applications. And so I think that must have been the 2009, but whatever that year was that the first time um, that application process opened was the first time I attended. I think that's about right, because I think it was 2007 when the Macondo Foundation was established. And then because it was getting so big and there were so many people wanting to (laughs) attend, we had to implement some kind of mechanism to admit the best of the best, the writers who submitted samples of their work and who had published. So it wasn't just anyone. It had to be a serious writer. The serious is in quotes, because I think all, all writers are serious, but it was those who had already published, had a track record. The other thing that attracted me to Macondo was that it wasn't just about writing, that writing was very central and important, but it also, the questions we're asking about elements of social justice and your community involvement. Mm-hmm. So that it wasn't just writers who were were writers who were connected to a community. And so when you come to Macondo, you are in community with a group of writers that share similar values. Pat, before we talk more about that sense of community, tell us about that application process of the number of applicants who submit, how many are accepted, and really what is the criteria for selecting those? Well, the applications are entirely blind judged. And the panels that are composed of readers are always composed of prior year, first year Macondistas for the most part. And the applications are judged on two requirements. One, you have to be a social ad- activist. And the other is that you have to be writing at a master's level. And those are the two things with the writing a little bit judged a little bit more. Of that, we routinely get over 100 applications every year, and we have room for new Macondistas about under a dozen, maybe 10, maybe nine for new Macondistas, and the other spots are for returning Macondistas. Once you're admitted, you are always a Macondista, and you can always come back. The only limits to that are physical limitations. We don't accept more than 10 per classroom, and with uh, you know more popular Famosos, there's not enough room for everybody. I mean, it sounds like it's a pretty intense workshop. Charles, you've been involved in this now for a few years. What's that experience like? It is powerful, I will tell you. Very powerful. Actually, I don't know if it was my first workshop that I was in. The Pata was the workshop co-leader with another member of ours. But the two of them led a workshop. And it was a generative workshop. So that means that we were creating work in the room, right? They were giving us prompts. And it really opens our minds and our creativity and to be able to not only write in real time, but then share the work with other people and to hear what got written across the table from you is super powerful. There was a prompt they gave me that we used in that class. I'm a creative writing professor as well, that I've used it in my classroom. But also from that writing prompt, sometimes a seed grows, right? And so from the experience in Macondo, that prompt became a short story in the classroom that I later developed into a a wonderful short story that ended up being published last year. So many years later, you know, you keep attending to the seed and it can grow. So those are some of the things that can happen. I did another workshop where it was different, where it was an opportunity to have work that was pre-written and workshopped in the room. And the feedback you get is priceless. And I think it's the level of writers they bring into the room and the level of experience and the common set of values that really 
comes together to give the individual writer a, a pretty unique experience. We're talking today about the Macondo Writers Workshop with three of its board members, Charles Rice Gonzalez, Pat Alderete, and Norma Cantu. When we come back, Macondistas find the workshops a safe space to immerse themselves. You come into a space where people are like-minded, and I think you have that freedom, that liberty to just create in a creative environment where people are either generating or sharing work. Our conversation continues next on Fronteras. Welcome back to Fronteras. I'm Norma Martinez with Texas Public Radio in San Antonio. San Antonio is the home of the Macondo Writers Workshop, a five-day annual gathering of select writers from across the country. Participating writers must demonstrate in the application process that they're also active in social justice movements. Today, we're talking to three members of the Macondo Board, Charles Rice Gonzalez, Norma Cantu, and Pat Alderete. Alderete says the workshops are an intense and intimate experience. We go in there, you know, most people don't know each other, and we leave with these incredible relationships and bonds that continue. They don't end at the end of the workshop. I've made friends there from 2005 that I count among the most intense friendships. It's from that shared experience and the fact that you are so naked and so vulnerable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's just the, I want to use the word safer that you come into a space where people are like-minded and I think you have that freedom, that liberty to just create in a creative environment where people are either generating or sharing work. And it's that immersion that kind of also gives you some of the freedom or gives me that, definitely gives me that freedom, um, that immersion into it. And one thing that's core to Macondo is also the compassionate code of conduct. So we come in there having read basically a manifesto on how to be compassionate with each other, right? Whether as being in community, being in workshop, that thread of compassion and caring and being considerate filters through. So you feel I can be vulnerable within the space. You know, there's a sense of it being a safer space to be open. Norma, does that usually happen in workshops, maybe not in Macondo, they don't have that compassionate code of conduct where things might get a little (laughs) bit rough? (laughs) That's a, yeah, that's an understatement. (laughs) It can. I've never been in one myself, but from what I hear, especially in some MFA programs or in some spaces where the ethos is different. Remember, we have the social justice agenda. And all the writers who come to Macondo have expressed and actually experienced working for social justice. So already it's kind of a self-selected audience, if you will, where everyone is there to help each other and have that conciencia that that's what you're doing, is creating this different world. It's a different kind of workshop, not as you could find elsewhere. I'm not going to name names because I really don't know. I haven't been to them, but just stories that I have heard of how some faculty could be pretty strict. I'll Mm. use that euphemism. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and not as compassionate uh, when confronting work. On the other hand, as rigorous as these workshops are, because they are, we always 
deal with them with that compassion, that we are here to help each other become better writers. That's the ultimate goal. So what is in store for this year's Macondo Workshops? Oh, it's so exciting. (laughs) Tell us, tell us. Well, for a fiction, we had someone lined up who ultimately was not able to come. So our quote substitutes are Ruth Behar and Sandra Cisneros. Oh, (laughs) what a shame. (laughs) (laughs) For poetry, we have Rigoberto Gonzalez. And for uh, that mixed genre, Sharon Bridgeforth. And uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, yes. Uh, Ishmael Reed. <laughs> How could I forget Ishmael Reed? Unfortunately, because of his health issues and age, he won't be able to be in person. So we have John Philip Santos locally who will be here guiding the Zoom discussion and the workshop. But he's going to be beamed in every day for the workshop. Charles, what are you most looking forward to this year? Returning to being in person. I think everybody's excited about coming together and being in person. You know, we were able to have the online experience so that people got their work done. But that sense of community is, is a little more difficult to build into the online experience because it's all the conversations that happen, you know, after the workshop, over meals. So I think I'm most looking forward to coming together again and being in person. And then, of course, this incredible group of faculty, we have a reading with them. And so the reading is always wonderful. And we have two other readings for the Macodistas that they have to sign up for. And the readings are always very exciting as well. So it's, it's hard to pick a favorite. It's like a parent <laughs> with all their children. You love them all equally. But, <laughs> but, um, but then you have your favorites, right? And I, I think I tend to love the readings. If I'm not in workshop, I, that would be my preference. But yeah, I'm most looking forward to us being together in San Antonio. Another feature is the seminars. And this time we have... Nicole Quartz from Penguin, and usually there's some kind of person like that, an agent or an editor who speaks to the business of writing, and so that's Nicole's role. And then we have Richard Blanco, who's also coming, and we're super excited about having him present the seminar. And his is also going to be really special. I believe, I, I don't remember now, but the title is something about spirituality and writing. So I'm looking forward to it. As a poet, you know, he'll speak to it from that perspective. And Pat, what about you? What's the thing you are looking forward to most about this Makondo workshop here later this month? Well, I too am just so thrilled to, to be getting back in person. I was amazed at how well it worked on Zoom, that the Makondo magic happened. But there's no substitute for being together, sharing bread, spending time together, and bitching about the heat. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a lot of that in late July in San Antonio. (laughs) But it's really really magic what happens. There's a synergy that gets created that just uh, doesn't quit and stays with you. So was 2019 the last year it was held in person? That's correct. That's just been four years too long. And so I can't imagine just the anticipation everybody is just getting to see each other. Do you guys get to see each other? Do all these writers sort of get together at, you know, other book festivals or other events around town where you can sort of touch base with each other? Yeah, not just around town, but around the country at AWP, the Association of Writing Mm -hmm. Programs. There's also a Macondo gathering there and different spaces. There's regional groups that get together in California. Yeah, we had at the Lit Fest in Pasadena, Altadena, we had a panel at the Plaza de Artes by Olvera Street. 
was a, a Macondo presence. We're, we're all over mm -hmm. and we have a way of finding each other and putting on uh, local events. It's a bond that just is uh, so strong and, and lovely. And those are kind of self-generated. I mean, you are talking to the board. <laughs> <laughs> and Olivia, Olivia, who couldn't be with us this morning. And that's it. <laughs> so we do the work. But then all these other extra Macondo <laughs> workshops and things, that's self-generated. I know, uh, Charles, you belong to a virtual one, right, with other Macondistas? Yeah. So on Saturday mornings, uh, one of our uh, Macondistas hosts a Saturday morning writing room. Basically, we go on Zoom and we write together. And we do that on Saturday mornings. So it's nice that you have that constant connection. It's not really just once a year that you all come together. You all inspire each other and sort of bounce ideas off each other year-round is what I'm getting from this conversation. Mm -hmm. That's true. There are some people who come and go and don't participate. You know, it's their choice. They take what they can and go on on their merry riding ways. So this so, year's is going to be at Trinity University. Exactly. Which is where you are where employed. I was yes, <laughs> and I'm so thrilled that uh, Trinity has a memorandum of understanding with Macondo, where we will be hosting it for five years. This is the second year. Fantastic. So we have three more years of the summer workshop. And the first one was virtual, like we just said. And then this one is in person, and we hope the next three will be too. And we're still looking for a permanent home. So maybe it will be Trinity, we hope. And so, Pat, is there an opportunity for the public to be able to maybe sit in on maybe some public readings that some of these authors and writers might be having for public enjoyment? Absolutely. We have the events like the readings. Those are open to the public and we welcome them with open arms and invite them to, to come check it out. A lot of members hear about us that way and it's a beautiful way of spreading with the community at large. And, you know, we're, we're talking about all this. It's, it's a very much serious work, but it's also a lot of fun to be at Macondo. The fun never gets lost. And actually this year, you know, our closing night in the reading is that it's going to be at the Esperanza Center. Says so we're encouraging people to come. That's a public event. We'll have our faculty reading that night. We'll have DJ Despeinada is going to be spinning for us as well. Um, a local um, DJ who is also a macondista. So it's a beautiful uh, connection. But yeah, I certainly encourage folks to to apply and be prepared. Bring your A-game when you apply to Macondo. <laughs> I just want to say that the incredible board, the, the work of Olivia Mena, Charles Rez Gonzalez, and Pata Alderete, and previously, a couple of last years, she's off the board now, Amelia Montes, has been mm -hmm. just incredible. And there's also a cadre of locals who were on the boards previously, Miriam Bujanda, Anel Flores, uh, Joe Jimenez, Bill Sanchez, who's there from the beginning, working wow. with Sandra on this. So we really have a local kind of connection that's very, very strong. And I just want to say thank you to the community and to everybody who has helped us along the way, all the universities that have hosted us, of course, now for Trinity. But it, it really has been, I think, a road paved with uh, challenges, but also rewards. And the rewards are many for us on the board, but also, I think, for the city of San Antonio. And having these amazing writers here, <laughs> that's part of it. I just would like to say that Macondo is open to everyone. We don't discriminate against race, creed, sexuality, orientation. It's open to everyone. We welcome you. 
what we require is a master levels of writing and social activism. Those are the requirements. Everything else doesn't matter. Writer Pat Alderete is the Applications Administrator for the Macondo Writers Workshop and is a member of the Macondo Board. We also spoke with two other Macondo Board members, Dr. Norma Elia Cantu, Murkison Distinguished Professor of the Humanities at Trinity University in San Antonio, and Charles Rice Gonzalez, co-founder of BAD, the Bronx Academy of Arts and Dance. The Macondo Writers Workshop is July 25th through the 29th at Trinity University. Free public readings will take place July 27th and 28th at 7 p.m. at Trinity's Dickey Hall. Guest faculty, including Sandra Cisneros, Ruth Behar, Rigoberto Gonzalez, John Philip Santos, and Sharon Bridgeworth, will participate in a reading and pachanga Saturday, July 29th at 7 p.m. at San Antonio's Esperanza Peace and Justice Center. Find more details at tpr.org. Thanks for joining us for Fronteras. Fronteras is produced by Norma Martinez and Marian Navarro. Our executive producer is Dan Katz. Our editor is Fernando Ortiz Jr. Charanga Cakewalk composed our theme music. Hear past episodes at tpr.org and on the Fronteras podcast. I'm Norma Martinez with Texas Public Radio in San Antonio. Mm-hmm.